Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. One sentence summary. Big Magic is the book that will give you the courage you need to pursue your creative interests by showing you how to deal with your fears, notice ideas and act on them, and take the stress out of creation. My favorite quote from the author is, It seems to me that the less I fight my fear, the less it fights back. If I can relax, fear relaxes too. Elizabeth Gilbert Elizabeth Gilbert is best known for publishing the international bestseller Eat, Pray, Love in 2006, which was turned into a movie with Julia Roberts in 2010. Eat, Pray, Love is Gilbert's memoir of the year she spent traveling the world after getting a divorce, where she focused on food in Italy, found a spirituality in India, and ultimately fell in love again in Bali. The book spent almost 200 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Big Magic is a non-fiction book that describes her creative process. It'll teach you how to be creative in spite of your fears, how ideas work, where creativity comes from, and how you can make sure your creativity keeps flowing freely. Here are three lessons to get you started. 1. Let your fears coexist with your passions. 2. Give yourself permission to create. 3. Keep your day job to fuel your creative affair. Got a novel inside you? A painting that wants to come out? Let's get creative. Big Magic Lesson 1 Let your fears coexist with your passions. This answers the question, do I have to overcome my fears to start a creative project? There's a lot of talk out there these days that you have to overcome your fears. As if somehow... You could do something, and that would magically make them go away forever. That's not the case. Stephen Pressfield has shown us that artists who truly care will always have to face their fears, even long after they've become huge successes. Elizabeth Gilbert agrees. She says, instead of overcoming your fears, just get comfortable with them. Let your curiosity take the wheel and put your fears into the back seat. They're more than welcome to join the ride and give feedback. But you won't take any detours because of them, nor let them take the wheel. Your fears are supposed to stay around and remind you of the things that are important to you. Nothing more, nothing less. So learn to let your fears and passions coexist, and it'll help you move on and write the next page, take the next stroke with your painting brush, or record the next karaoke video. No matter what anyone thinks, including you. Big Magic Lesson 2 Give yourself permission to create, even if you start at zero. This answers the question, how good should I be before I start creating? The thought, I'm going to start a daily blog, sounds great in your head for about 12 seconds. Then the fears and doubts kick in. You run out of things to say after a week. You don't have the discipline to publish daily. You'll produce a ton of crap. Ah, self-talk, where would we be without it? This little conversation is one I had in my own head before starting this very site. But I went ahead and gave myself permission to do it anyway. Sure, the first summaries on here aren't nearly as good as some of the newer ones. But being okay with producing something that's not as good is exactly what I needed to do before I was able to get here in the first place. You have a right to create, no matter where you're starting from. Whether you have always had a talent or started absolute zero, tell yourself that. Say it out loud. I'm a writer. I'm a painter. 
I'm a singer. Announce to yourself and the world that you're here to chase your passion, regardless of rejections and reactions. Being authentic is much more important than being original, and the latter always follows the former eventually. So don't worry too much starting out and just get going. Big Magic Lesson 3 Keep your day job to fuel your love affair with creativity. This answers the question, should I take the plunge and quit my job? Or stay at my day job and create on the side? We all know that one hipster guy or girl from high school who'd spend his or her entire time writing songs and playing the guitar and now plays the bi-weekly show at a local pub but never got a real job. That's the cliché version of an artist's life, and it, and it best say that because it often chokes your creativity, due to the stress of having to pay your bills with your art. Imagine having to sing every day at a place you don't like for people you don't care about. After you come home to your tiny broom closet of an apartment, would you still have the energy to crea create more? Probably not. Elizabeth Gilbert suggests an often critiqued but incredibly stress-free approach. Keep your day job and let it fuel your creative affair. Having a day job that pays the bills that's not necessarily related to your art will give you the safety and freedom to practice your creative art guilt-free. Imagine having an affair with writing, for example. Every day after work, you could lock yourself up in your room and write away, free from worry about paying the bills or where to get the next client. Nobody can guarantee you that you'll be successful. And forcing yourself to create something that'll make you famous and wealthy fast will suck all the fun out of creating. How can you possibly create your best work like that? My personal takeaways from Big Magic for 2017. As usual, I have a few things and quotes and bits and pieces to add. The first part is about the day job variant. And there are, of course, several variants you can go. Obviously, there's the one, there's the two described in the summary, which would be one, go all in on your creative art and say, become a full time, become a freelance writer, for example, if you stick with writing. Become a freelance writer, get some gigs, you know, do your work and so on, and then write a blog on the side and hope eventually you'll get a book deal. There's uh, the other version where you keep your day job and uh, have your day job be something unrelated to writing, maybe accounting, and then write on the side. But there's also another version I would like to point you to, which is to have a day job that is related to your passion somehow, or at least to the skill set, and then do it on the side. So imagine you take a job in publishing, for example, and or you would take a job as an editor at a newspaper. And do that and then write on the side. So you, your job can complement your, your art in various ways, but it's always going to complement it because no matter what skills you acquire, they're going to be useful eventually. So, and the part about it being stress-free is absolutely true. And that's, exact, that's exactly my plan, actually. After I graduate with my master's degree in probably 2018 or early 2019, I want to see how much money I'm making, see how that's going, and then most likely just apply to a couple of different jobs, try to pick one that's maybe 40 hours a week or maybe even 30, 
uh, fund fund all my stuff, pay my rent, pay my food, have everything covered, my insurance and so on, not have to worry about anything, and then spend all my free time, all my spare time, every minute I can spare on writing more and writing more and writing more until I eventually make it as a full-time writer. I think that's a great plan. I think that's absolutely true about it being stress-free. I've been a freelance writer and I noticed I wasn't as much into writing on my own blog, working on my own stuff, because every minute felt like a minute taken away from making enough money to pay the bills. And that mindset kind of sucks, and it's actually very detrimental to creating your art. The second bit I'd like to add is the bit about your f allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to create, even if you start at zero. That is huge. That's absolutely huge. The first a few summaries on four minute books weren't that good. My first blog, few blog posts, they were utter shit. Um, the first audio summaries I recorded for this, they weren't as good either. I'm just starting to hit my stride at say 40, 50 summaries in. It takes time. Every time, every, every time you start over, every time you start a new thing, it takes time and time and time to get there. Um, and to help you remember that, I would like to leave you with a quote from Ernest Hemingway. The first draft of anything is shit. That's what he said. And to close it out, give yourself permission to create, no matter how, how bad you might start out. More importantly, turn pro, set a schedule, create every day. Really, really be professional about the way you create, but leave your creation process intact by making sure it doesn't depend on paying your bills. It's a great strategy to try. I highly recommend it. It's risk-free. And I hope to see whatever you create very soon.